Hello, everyone. This episode of the podcast is featuring Christy Clues. She runs a bake shop in the Memphis area called Frost Bake Shop. They sell many different assorted cookies, cupcakes, cakes, and other delightful desserts. Jackson and Christy talk about how the bake shop started out, what they're currently doing during this pandemic, how things have changed, and what their future plans are to continue the business. Speaking of business, we're brought to you by FNXFit.com, formulated by athletes for athletes. They're a fitness brand that has their customers in mind when it comes to their products. They sell CBD, whey protein, supplemental greens, BCAAs, and many more nutrients for your everyday needs. Use code SUPERHENDO15, that's F-N-X-F-I-T dot com. Use code S-U-P-A-H-E-N-D-O 15 for 15% off. Keep in mind, with every item purchased, one gallon of fresh water is donated. We're also brought to you by Sweetwater.com. Sweetwater is the number one leading brand for music equipment and it's obvious they know what they're doing. They have everything you need from speakers, audio interfaces, microphones, DJ equipment, amps, keyboards, you name it. They don't mess around when it comes to getting the gear you need in your hands at an affordable price. Stop by Sweetwater.com today in order to take your tech to the next level. Have you ever had a healthy cereal that was too good to be true? Magic Spoon is here to blow your taste buds out of this world. With 11 grams of protein, 3 grams net carbs, 0 grains, and 0 sugars, what's not to love about this fruitful snack any time of the day? Use code HENDOSAVES, that's H-E-N-D-O-S-A-V-E-S, to get your discount to begin your journey back to childhood at magicspoon.com. That's M-A-G-I-C-S-P-O-O-N.com. All righty, welcome to America's Podcast. Today we have on... Christy Cluse. How's it going, Christy? Pretty good. How are you? Good, You can actually adjust that mic however you need to. Just like, is that okay? Yeah, it looked like you were trying to dodge around. (laughs) But yeah, you can go forward and lean back. A lot of people, they end up uh, having it a certain way, then they end up getting relaxed and lean back. And then they're they're like, like, oh, wait a second. Yeah, please bring it forward. But yeah. Uh, So yeah, we came to your shop and I was like, I got to have her on. Because I really want to get people in the Memphis area who are like business owners. And that's going to be my next venture. I've had a lot of musicians, as I told you, photographers Mm -hmm. and people in in all different kinds of genres and stuff. So, But business owners, I think it would be great because this is almost like a commercial for you. So people get to know you. They get to know what you do, how you started. And I think if people get that that kind of story right. and graphs, like how your business started, then they'll be more inclined to actually want to come shop there. But, oh, Hopefully. you know, instead of going to like for your sweets, going to like Krispy Kreme or something like that, yeah. they have an actual, they know Christy. Right. So they have an actual connection with you. So I appreciate that. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. So yeah, we've got some right here. Some of the Ooh. awesome cupcakes. Got to add a music note in there with it. <laughs> So it's it's a it's a bake shop. That's what you call it. Yeah. So bakeries, you know, I think back in the old day, you know, I shouldn't say old day, but you know, before bakeries were yeast products, so breads, pastries, and sweets mm-hmm. all together. We've kind of changed that word to benefit us a little bit better and just say it's just a sweets shop. Mm. But we just didn't want to call it Frost Sweet Shop. It doesn't 
Yeah. I said Frost Bake Shop. Um, but it's for some reason the Frost Bakery has taken over when you look at reviews or if anybody really? talks about it, they always call it Frost Bakery. <laughs> like, okay, whatever you guys, just as long as you know Frost, yeah. we're okay with that. But I can um, see how that could be confusing. Right. And we do have some people who come in and ask for if we sell different breads and that's just one area. We have a huge menu already. So it's yeah. kind of like, why would we, we're, we could do it, but we just <laughs> don't want to have to add another thing to the menu and yeah. have to keep up with the yeast products. So, yeah. <laughs> a lot of people say it's great to spe- actually specialize in something because when you, I was actually telling my friends about this, they were trying to start a podcast and I was telling them, I was like, look, I... Like with my podcast, I can bring on whoever because that's what this podcast is. It's I bring on whoever I want to talk to and we just talk about random stuff. But I think they wanted theirs more about sports. And I was like, I mine is good because I have such a broad category that I'm going to pick up everybody as my audience. But yours, you're going to pick up mainly sports people. But if somebody wants to listen to sports they go find you. But if right. somebody wants to listen to sports with mine, they would have to search through everybody just to figure out who I talk to about sports. Mm-hmm. So it's good to have a specialized like thing that right. you do. So with your bake shop, it's great that, you know, you specifically have, you know, if somebody wants cupcakes, boom, frost bake shop. We got it. Yeah. If they go to a bakery, you got to kind of hope that they sell cupcakes. <laughs> right, right. And, you know, we don't actually sell every kind of sweet. There are, you know, different pastries and different, um, for example, uh, pedophores. We get a lot of phone calls what about. What is that? Pedophores are like <laughs> little baby cakes that are mm. decorated like a regular customized cake. But wow. they're super tiny. Okay. So it's like a little square of cake covered with fondant with little roses and, you know, different decorations on it. Okay. They're very, very time consuming to make. <laughs> so, you know, we, we try to look at what we do offer and look at the bigger picture of these are the things we do offer. Um, so we just haven't gotten into that ra- that realm just yet. We yeah. always say not yet because we're not sure. Um, we did macarons for a little while, French yeah. macarons. We did find out that they weren't as great sellers as we would have liked them to be. So hmm. that's something that we removed from the menu because we have a couple different reasons, but they were delicious. Yeah, yeah. But it's not that we take it off because it was bad. We take it off because it didn't sell very well. Yeah. So those are some of the decisions we have to make because we have such a big menu already. It's hard for people when they come in to choose. Like, okay, let's start with what you're in the mood for. Mm. Do you want cake? Do you want cookies? Do you want something else? Mm. We just have to start from there and then figure out what most people know what they want when they come in. Yeah. So So how did you, when you started, did you just think about certain things that you were good at or did you think about things that would sell? So our story is a little bit different than most. And for me, I feel like I kind of married into it, Mm. if that makes sense. (laughs) Uh, So my husband is a chef by trade. Okay. So he, uh, what brought us to Memphis in 2002 was Yaya's. I don't know if you remember Yaya's Euro Cafe. I'm not from here. Okay. (laughs) Okay. I'm sorry. I apologize. Um, But he was a head chef. We got married in 2000 in St. Louis. We're originally from St. Louis. That's where we met and grew up. And then we came here because he got his first head chef position. Nice. At Yaya's. So he was the chef there from 2002 to about 2007. But he's always had a great mentality of like keeping his mind open for different opportunities, not just staying on one path the yeah. whole time, you know? Okay. So he 
you know, was keeping his options open and they're, they wanted to build a Fleming's Prime Steakhouse okay. here in town. And that's part of the Outback Corporation. That hmm. cha- it's a chain. Yeah. Um, so they needed a chef partner to run the one that they were going to open here. So he became the chef partner there, um, which is kind of like back of the house. He runs everything in the kitchen and the ordering and the, all everything in the back of the house. Okay. Um, so he was the head chef there. He also became regional chef and, and supervised other. There's a regional. Yeah. Yeah. Well, when you're, when you have like a corporation mm. where there's different and you want to make sure that your brand stays the same. Okay. So there's quality things yeah, that you need to standard. meet. So yeah. So you're going to have your supervisor or your, regional chef partner making sure that everybody's doing the right thing interesting so he did that for a while but then his parents and this was back in 2004 mm. so he was still at yaya's but said you know we we want to move back closer to family they were in arizona at the time and so they came to um memphis it was 2004 and him and his dad had always talked about doing some sort of food something together. Mm-hmm. And just a little story about like when we were dating, and we dated for a long time before we got married. But I remember going over to his parents' house for dinner for the first time. And I was almost intimidated. And it, not because it was fancy, but it was just, there were so many things I hadn't experienced before. Mm. So it was, it was neat coming into this food family. What is his uh, like nationality, like his family background? Um, I think Kloos is part Hungarian hmm. and part, uh, I can't remember. I, I think it's Hungarian what, and... I wouldn't know what Hungarian food, like if somebody was like, <laughs> this is Hungarian food, I'd be like, yeah, sure. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't even know what that is. <laughs> I think for me, it was more of the, here, you haven't tried this before, let's try it. Mm. That's one thing that I feel Bill has totally introduced me to is yeah. being able to try different things that I never would have even thought of mm-hmm. before. But, um, you know, coming to his house and his dad had like 15 different hot sauces, like here, <laughs> hot sauces. And um, I don't know. And then they they had a, a, a Clues family cookbook that had different recipes in it that were their tried and true. That's it cool. was a nice... It's a nice thing. I mean, they've made like four editions of it. <laughs> I know. I know. He's on his fifth edition, I think, right now. Oh, my God. But he's he's a former engineer. Okay. So he's very, you know, meticulous, yeah. very or- organized. Um, so that goes great with baking. Yeah. Because baking, you have to be precise. Absolutely. You have to be meticulous. I mean, one little variable, and it changes how it turns out. So. Yeah. Um, so back to, I guess... Um, coming back to Bill Sr. and Bill. And pretty much if you say the name Bill, somebody in our family will answer. <laughs> I should start answering to Bill. But um, I mean, our my father-in-law is Bill. My husband is Bill. Our investor's name is Bill. Our insurance guy is Bill. Oh, I mean, wow. Yeah, so. That's funny. Got a lot of bills. Um, so they said they wanted to open something together. Mm-hmm. So Bill Sr., his dad, Started just making some of the cakes from the Clues Family Cookbook. Okay. And Lynn, she is an incredible woman. She is so, she'll hug a stranger. And it's one of those hugs that, you know, you you hug for a little bit, and then you start to pull away and they hug you tighter. <laughs> She's that kind of person. Okay. Um, just warm, loving heart, loves children. She's amazing. But um, so... What happened is, you know, the two of them, Bill and Lynn, started making things. And my husband would come in and say, here, let's let's try it, doing it this way. Or let's add a little something 
to this to make it different and let's figure out this recipe so we can make it in volumes. Mm. And so he was helping on the side. He, while he was still working at Fleming's and then his, um, mom and dad were just making stuff out of their apartment. So their apartment oven was running pretty much full time. They tried to partner with other people. Um, so, you know, there'd be like a fish company that had a, a bakery, in there as well. All right. I know, I know. But Fish you think, cakes. Exactly. They wanted to store the cakes in the same area where they kept fish products and pills. Like, no, yeah. no, we're not going to have our boxes and our stuff smell like fish yeah. like that. So it's just little, um, I shouldn't say little, but discrepancies like that with yeah. partnering with other people and other businesses that may have had the equipment or the supplies. So they just said, you know what? We're going to save up and we'll just do a, get our own baking facility. Okay. We're not going to try to partner with people. And during that whole process, and this is selling wholesale, you know, to restaurants like who want to pass it off as their own dessert. Mm-hmm. They did that trying to partner with people and selling wholesale from 2000 and I guess it was four until 2010. Oh, wow. I think 2010 is when we got the baking facility. Mm. So we all kind of saved up yeah, yeah. Um, to be able to do that. We had 2,500 square feet. Mm-hmm. And that's where they finally were able to take it out of their apartment. Nice. And take it, I mean, it had gotten to the point where their apartment, their guest rooms were filled with like baking racks mm. and freezers because <laughs> they put the layers in the freezers to, you know, help them cool down before frosting them. And yeah. Um, it became, their apartment was more like a production facility, (laughs) but anyways, so they, um, 2010, they were able to get the baking facility. It's still the same location, but Mm -hmm. we've now increased it. So now it's like three bays and we're hoping to maybe even get the fourth bay Mm -hmm. on that side. So it's right behind St. Francis Bartlett hospital. Yeah. And, um, a lot of people don't realize that about us is that we actually make and decorate everything offsite. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. That's pretty Most cool. people, they're doing it right there in that retail location. Yeah. It's super small, and you just can't do that. There's mm. just not enough space. There's not enough freezer space or fridge space. Um, so let's see. Where am I in my story? I guess 2,500 square feet, 2010, right? So mm. they're, they're there. Well, this is – Bill was at Fleming's at that time. This is when he met Bill Stegbauer. And Bill Stegbauer was – um, you know, looking for a different investment to do. And he would be a regular customer at Fleming's. And so he knew Bill and he heard that, you know, he was selling some cakes on the side and said, Hey, let me, let me see if I can try out the, <laughs> I've had some of your stuff. It's pretty good. That's what are funny. you, how are you wanting to go forward with this? Mm. And really, if you think about somebody coming to you, like Bill had already been trying to sell the business to different people and with with no intent, no um, feedback from that, yeah. no, no positive feedback. And then we have somebody come to us and say, hey, I really like your stuff. Yeah. I want to sell it. Like, talk about a game changer. Yeah, yeah. So um, just having Bill Stegbauer in, and he's a silent partner now. Mm-hmm. You know, he helped us invest so we could open our first retail shop. And okay. that's the one in East Memphis. The That one opened in 2013. Okay. So did he just... Um 
is it something where he just gave you like some upfront money or is it like he's just constantly investing a little bit or it's it's kind of like we use him uh he it was like shark tank if you think of it like shark yeah, yeah, tank yeah. they you know you get a certain percentage okay uh, and so you know we pay him a check every quarter okay. for you know a percentage and then we have to pay back the original loan okay so um but he invests in several other businesses like Thomas Meat and Seafood, which is out in Collierville. And okay. that's been expanding and growing. And there's a real, real realty capital management or capital realty management out in Bartlett. And that's a, like a home uh, they refurbish and sell. So he's he's got his hands in a few things. Yeah. And he knows what he's uh, doing. yeah. But we appreciate the fact that. He's not coming in trying to change the recipes or do it. He supports what we do yeah. already. That's so, good. Yeah. But um, what else? The uh, I, I'm a former teacher. Are you? Yeah. I taught <laughs> I taught um, elementary in St. Louis for two years before we moved here. Okay. And it was music. So I, nice. got, I got a lot of grades. But elementary at first. And then when I moved here, the only job that was available was Mount Pisgah, which okay. is, I guess... Right up the street. I don't know where we are now. But um, yeah, Mount Pisgah was fifth through eighth grade. Okay. And I was like, all right, well, try middle school. (laughs) And I did for about five years. And then I was like, I'm done. (laughs) It was interesting. It was, uh, you know, I made a... It's funny because now I'm having a lot of those middle school students come to us for their wedding cakes. And I'm like, oh, my God, that makes me feel old. That's crazy. But um, yeah, so teaching, I did that. And then I taught elementary at Bailey Station Elementary School for about seven and a half years. Okay. That's when we had, or I was pregnant with Anna at that time, and we were also building Frost. Wow. So there was a lot going on. Yeah. Had Anna, and she was four months old when we opened the retail store, the first retail store. Okay. So I was on maternity leave, and I was like, yeah. That was my degree, and I enjoy teaching. I love the kids. I love the places that I worked were great. Mm -hmm. But, you know, why would I not go into the family business of trying to make that better? Yeah. So I have a former background with restaurants and, you know, working in restaurants, working at, um, you know, I I work with Bill at Yaya's for a little bit. I worked in St. Louis at some seafood places, you know, so I was familiar with serving and guest service. I think being with parents mm. and learning how to deal with yeah, the dealing community. With people is huge, yeah. yeah. So I think that that has helped me in the role that I do. And mm-hmm. so now I'm the person, I'm more of the front of the house mm-hmm. and he's still back of the house. Okay. So he'll run the kitchen. He runs the baking facility. I'm in charge of the stores, making sure the stores are running well. And, you know, f- and this is something I try to drill into my people is, you have to have great food, mm-hmm. but you have to have exceptional guest service. Yeah. If you have one, but you don't have the other, people are not going to come back and same with the other. If you have yeah. great service, but it's just okay food, yeah. why would I go back to that? You have to have both. That's like the magic. Which right is there. a mystery to me how places like McDonald's are <laughs> so successful. I heard they were closing some McDonald's. You think so? I think so. Oh my god! I feel God. like I read that, that somewhere. That confuses me. I mean, their food is like, it's. I mean, if you go to Five Guys and then you eat like a McDonald's burger, you're like, why would anybody what? go to? McDonald's? I know. <laughs> I mean, I I'm know. not saying their service is is awful, but nine times out of ten, it's probably somebody either really young, like in high school or something, or mm-hmm. they're much older and they just needed a another job or something right. like that. So. 
two kinds of people who don't really care that they're working. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like when you're older, you just you might just be working for a check. And yeah. then when you're younger, you're doing the same thing. So customer True. service isn't really your your top thing. Yeah. And, and it's hard it's hard to be able to, like for me, I, I am invested in that and I mm-hmm. want people to have a good experience because, you know, I've been places and I try to tell them, like, think about that. Think about if you're in their shoes and you have a bad experience. You've learned what you don't want. Yeah. But then you have to turn that around and make it positive and make it what you do want. Exactly. If you don't provide that for people. And it's hard because everybody's different mm-hmm. of what they want and what they expect. Yes. So Yeah. Um, we try our best to always provide a solution, even if we have to say no. Yeah. We know we can't say yes all the time. Some people are asking for different recipes. And it's like, I'm sorry. Can you make that thing you always make, but just make it completely different the way right. I want you to make it? Exactly. And it's, that's funny. And that, that's the misconception with us is they think we're in the back. Mm. Oh, you called? Let me go start up my mixer and go get your cake ready just for you. Yeah. Or they think that we just took it out of the oven that baked that cake just for them that day mm. and got it. It's like, no, there's, we have a whole process behind things. Yeah. And if you've had our stuff and then we try not to make this a huge myth or a mystery, mm. but everything is made in a different facility. Yeah. So if you think about that, when it's transportation time, all that stuff has to be frozen so mm. it doesn't get messed up in transportation. Yeah. So there's this misconception about frozen items and frozen desserts that they're automatically dry, they're automatically bad and have freezer taste. Yes, if you do it the wrong way. Mm. There's a way to do it. What's the right way? Well, part of it is, is number one, keeping air away from (laughs) your products. So typically when we do cupcakes, they're in a plastic clamshell, which is also inside another box. Okay. All right. So that's, that's smaller. We'll yeah, I noticed about, like when you uh, when we came there and yeah. got one, you serve them in the boxes, mm-hmm. and I thought that was um, I thought that was just unique and the presentation. That's like a whole I'm, we we can talk about that later. Yeah, that's fine. That's talk about that. just how you deliver that to the customer mm-hmm. is. I think that's another thing that people have to take into consideration is oh they they thought about how they're going to give it to me. Right. So, yeah. Right, and I'll tell you a little story behind the the packaging too, but. Um, so with a cake, I will say, though, with cakes, number one, you can't bake them, overbake them in the first place. Mm. And that's, that's a lot of people's problem. <laughs> they overbake, they don't bake it correctly, and then they put it in the freezer, and then they blame it on the freezer. Mm. They should blame it on something else. <laughs> but, um, you know, there's that. But then also, once the cake is finished and assembled, we um, have a shrink wrap machine that every box goes through the shrink wrap machine to help keep it, the air away from it from the freezer. Okay. Um, for example, we're in the shop. When we slice cakes, mm-hmm. we have them in a dome, but we put plastic wrap against the cut sides so they don't dry out. Okay. Just little tips like that yeah, yeah. really make a difference. So like, if you have leftover cake from us, I always tell people, hey, if you have leftovers, yes, you need to cover up those cut sides and then refrigerate it. If you want to freeze it, you should wrap it. Okay. So let the frosting firm up in yeah. the refrigerator. Take it out, wrap the whole thing in saran wrap, like mm. right against the frosting. Okay. And then go freeze it. Or cut it into sections and then wrap those sections and then freeze those sections. Hmm. But okay. it's the air that can destroy it. That and opening and closing your freezer all the time, right? <laughs> but yeah, the yeah. change in temperature continuously is not good either. Okay. So, so that was what, one? Or oh, the air? Okay, you said the air and then the... the the delivery and then is there 
another thing that you just feel like that's a, a huge factor into it? Into having fresh desserts? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, with our cookies, we treat that a little bit differently. So cookies are actually, the dough is made in Bartlett, and then we bring them to bring the dough that's frozen. We bake our cookies from frozen, hmm. and then you have fresh cookies in the shop. Okay. And it smells really good, too. Yeah. So, yeah. and they're like, that's why, I think that's why everybody thinks we make everything there, because it's like, hmm, it smells so good in oh, here. Okay. You should smell our baking facility. <laughs> that smells real good. Yeah. So, but, um, so part of, you know, like with cakes and, you know, keeping the air away from it, that's one thing. But with cookies, baking them fresh, we also don't want to sell you old stale cookies. Mm. So we do donate products that we don't sell. Okay. That's one thing that we think is important. We don't want to just throw it in the garbage. They're still good. Yeah. They're just not at premium quality to sell to a, yeah. a person who wants to pay for them. Yeah. So we donate them. So okay. we have different people who come and pick up donations and they go to different like police, fire, EMT stations, cool. homeless shelters, kid outreach centers. One of them was an AA group and we would supply, you know, treats for them. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, one of them's a judge. Who, you know, he brings them for his people who have to serve jury duty. Yeah. Which I thought that was kind of. That's pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. You know, you, most people are not happy, <laughs> happy about that. But if you could get a little frost tree while you're there. Yeah. Makes it a little better. So. Yeah, me and Rachel actually just watched something on, um, I think it was Netflix. It was mm-hmm. called Just Eat It. Have you heard of that? Is that the same people who do the, the McDonald's? No, no, not no. that same guy. No, so um, just eat it. By the way, that was another. He did holy chicken. Uh-huh. Have you seen that one? Uh-uh, I haven't seen that one. So he did holy chicken after he did that. Uh, shoot, what was that one called? Super Size Me. Yes. After he did Super Size Me, he did holy chicken. But you should watch that one. Okay. But um, yeah, so we watched Just Eat It, and it was a documentary that this guy and this girl did, and they were trying to eat. <laughs> They were trying to eat food that they did not buy or they were trying to eat like leftover foods for six months. And I was like, why didn't you just pick like two weeks? Yeah, (laughs) plenty of leftovers. (laughs) But I guess that doesn't make good enough story. Uh So six months. And what they ended up doing was they would just go to restaurants and places and ask if they had like food that they were going to throw out or Mm -hmm. grocery stores and like, hey, are you going to throw that out? Or um, is that food bad and like stuff like you said where it wasn't up to par to the standards of what the company wanted to sell? Mm-hmm. They were they would either give it to them or they would sell it to them for cheap. Like right. there were there were some bananas that were you know fully yellow and they had some brown spots on them. And the grocery store said that they weren't supposed to put those up. They weren't right. going to sell them. So she was like, "Can I buy some of those?" Yeah. <laughs> so and they they were dumpster diving and Oof. they found what was it? It was like, I can't remember how much it was, but it was just a ton of chocolate. This company had just thrown out a bunch of, you know, like the wrapped chocolates. Man. Um, God, what is that They're company? like jackpot. Yeah, they found a ton <laughs> of chocolate one time. They found, oh, the guy, one of, the guy knew somebody who was involved with shooting a commercial for a pizza company. Mm-hmm. And the pizza company had all the stuff to shoot the commercial. But they, after they finished it, they were going to get rid of all the stuff. So they had like bags of chicken, bags of sauce, bags of like pepperoni, cheese, Dang. all that stuff. Wow. Yeah. So they, they ended up having too much food. Man. 
And it, I was like, that's crazy. That is crazy. But, you know, all of it was going to go bad within like a, you know, a few days where right. it wasn't healthy enough to eat. Right. So that, that whole concept of how much people waste was inside that documentary. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's really cool to watch because then you find out about how much food we really waste as a society. Yeah. As, especially America. Right. Because we're all about more. Right. More, more, more everything. So it's it's sad, but at the same time, it's a good problem to have. It's a good problem to have too much food. Mm-hmm. But we we as people need to realize how can we, number one, cut down on how much food we're making. And then number two, if we have too much, can we give it to other people? Right. And that's how, you know, that's what y'all decided to and do. And there's so many give. businesses that don't do that. Yeah. That it surprises me. Like, they're just putting it in the garbage. Yeah. It's like, why don't you, you know, if you have somebody who's willing to come and pick up, here, I'll come and pick this up and take it to the homeless shelter every week. Yeah. Then, yes, we want you. You know, why wouldn't we do that? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's just me. I I don't know. And then also. It's an easy. Like that's even that even if that's your bad product, if somebody thinks it like, oh, this is this is pretty good, and this is their bad stuff. (laughs) You know, we tell our our new people, you know, one thing that's really important is kind of I have my little pet peeves, but like you have to eat everything, you have to try everything here, and I learned that from working with Bill and working at Yaya's that we sat down during our training and we had a bite of every single thing that was on the menu. And you think like, oh gosh, I'm gonna gain twenty pounds. I'm like, listen, you don't have to consume <laughs> yeah, everything, but you need it. to have one bite just so you know what our vanilla t- frosting tastes like, or our banana cupcake, or. So um, we send them home every day in training with treats galore. Mm. But part of that is is you need to make sure. I don't want somebody coming in and saying, "How is the banana cream pie?" And you saying, "I don't know. I've never had it before." Like, yeah. you work here. Yeah, to be an expert. Yeah. You know, even if you don't like it, <laughs> yeah, you can say something like, well, there's other people who really like it or it's got a creamy texture or, yeah. you know. You can at least explain it. Exactly. Yeah. Even exactly. if, because I mean, there's many of things I don't like, but I could explain to you what it's like to eat it. So yeah. I, that's one thing that Rachel does when we go places. Mm-hmm. She'll ask, <laughs> like <laughs> if we go to a restaurant, she'll ask the people like, oh, how is your, and it's funny because as a customer, you expect the person to know. Yeah. But they're like, I've never had it. <laughs> it's kind of funny. This? I yeah. don't like that. I don't like that at all. Like, yeah. you work here, you're supposed to know what this is. You know, that's part of the training process. Make sure you eat and you know what everything tastes like. Yeah. So, is there something that you feel like? Do you have, I guess, a um, a set way to improve? So, whenever you know you have your people taste everything mm-hmm. and they give their feedback. Is there a certain way you feel like, oh, let's let's go this route on improving this product or or you know, anything like that? Um, there for a little while, you know, we do quality control checks. Mm-hmm. Part of this is, you know, things that we've thought about or that we've tested out. Like one time we did a cookie sandwich test. Mm-hmm. We did all of our cookies and we did different frostings just to kind of see which one, what flavors would work well together. Yeah. And we had everybody taste them because you can't just base it on one person's opinion. Yeah, you know? yeah. So we're like, well, let's just get everybody in the staff to try it. Came up with a whole list of really good good combinations and bad combinations of different cookie sandwiches. Yeah. So um, we chose lemon to go on there. Um, 
And, you know, it really, here's the other thing about having a big menu is if you have too much to choose from, how do you know, like, there could be a lot of great things, Mm -hmm. but are they going to get that in addition to what they normally get? Mm. Like, if they always come in and get a strawberry cupcake, or they say, you know what, I really want to try that banana, so add a banana cupcake to that. Or are they going to say, switch out my strawberry for the banana? Yeah. So is it really, Mm. we, we weigh that question a lot of, like, do we have too much stuff? Is it worth it? Yeah. Is it worth it? Um, we try to hear customer feedback, like, why don't you have a coconut cupcake? Your coconut cake is so good. Why don't you have a... <laughs> so we bring back the coconut cupcake, and it's one of the bottom sellers. Hmm. It's like, oh, I feel like I can't win here. Yeah, yeah. You know? So same with, like, uh, vanilla cake with chocolate frosting. So it seems like a basic cupcake that everybody would choose, but... It's just low on the list. I brought my numbers and stuff. That's why I have my <laughs> computer with me. I didn't know if you wanted to. No, you're fine. You can, <clears throat> you can go over whatever you have. I don't care. Yeah. Um, so let's see. Did I even answer that question? Yeah, sure. I, oh, <laughs> we'll pretend sure. like I answered it. I don't know. But, um, you know, we did one time, I think, when we first opened, we had a contest where we had people suggest on our social media, Oh. what would you like to see from us? Yeah. And one thing that stuck around and is a great seller is the strawberry cupcake with lemon frosting. We call that the strawberry lemonade cupcake. I think Rachel got that when we came in. Yeah. And that was a... She really liked it. Yeah. That was a suggestion by somebody else. Really? Yeah. We're like, okay, we can do that. That's easy. We already (laughs) make the strawberry cupcake. We already make the lemon frosting. It was just a combination of... What we already had, really. Did the person win? Like, do you give them something? Yeah, I think they want a gift gift certificate and their name on social. Like, oh, they're the ones who created this. But okay. it was a while ago. I think there was that, and there was another person named Janice who suggested something. But I don't think it was that cupcake. Mm, okay. That was something else that we did for a little while. That would be pretty cool if you like they could name it or, yeah. or something like that. That'd be. Yeah. That give people incentive to really want to. Like, oh, yeah. my, my name is this thing. <laughs> yeah, this is Janice's cupcake. <laughs> <laughs> so, is there a? Um, have you ever done something like a once a month type thing? Uh, I know a lot of people do the cookie of the month or the ice cream mm-hmm. of the month. People do that in other restaurants. Have you ever done anything like that? Um, we have done some St. Jude fundraisers where strawberry is the highlight. Oh, so. Okay. Or we'll pair it with our birthday celebration. So, mm. and then there'll be a discount for that entire month on anything strawberry. Oh. Because that's our bestseller. Okay. So, um, pretty much every month, whether it's a strawberry cake, a strawberry cupcake, a slice of strawberry cake, strawberry wins every month. And it's hmm. probably because there's so much strawberry yeah. in one cake. Hmm. So, there's a pound of strawberries in one nine inch cake between the batter. The puree that's in between the layers wow. and the frosting itself. That's oh, crazy. That's a lot of strawberries. That's like crazy. Banana cake, we put a pound of bananas. Right, very ripe bananas. They have to sit there and get ripe for a while. Yeah, yeah. We zest and juice our own lemons. We grate our own carrots when it's time to put that in the carrot cake. I mean, those kinds of things, they, we know that that makes a difference. Yeah. But it also makes a difference in the flavor. Okay. So, like, that strawberry really comes out. Yeah. Is there, are you faithful to certain vendors who give you uh, ingredients to things or you kind of shop around? I know my husband has a, a few people that he regularly purchases from mm-hmm. um, so he can buy 
a good amount of them. Okay. Uh, I don't remember all of them off the top of my uh, head. That's kind of like, that's his department. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, yeah, you do your thing. So, but um, I know like Restaurant Depot, we get a lot of things from Restaurant Depot here in town. Mm. We do get things shipped in though from different people. And I, I again, I can't name all of them. Yeah, yeah. I don't know them. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I always wonder like, where are these restaurants? Because when you think about cost, Mm-hmm. And, you know, you want to get the best quality for the cheapest price. Right. And when I just think of restaurants, I'm just like, where are they getting their their stuff from? Because, right. you know, if, if if I wanted to start a restaurant as a single person, you could just be like, oh, I could just go to Costco, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. But the restaurants have to be, you know, getting their stuff from specific people and people they trust that they know right. that they're going to get good stuff from consistently and they can get the quantity that they need. So right. that's always really interesting to, to just find out, like, from people like, oh, what, you know, how'd you get this stuff? How'd you build that bond with that, with those people and mm-hmm. stuff like that? I've been to the, um, the farmer's market a few oh, yeah? times recently, and I wouldn't be surprised to see a lot of those people, like their stuff in restaurants or something right. like that. Cause they, and there they are chefs that, that do do that. Yeah. Haha, I said do do, but um, <laughs> yes, I'm that kind of person. <laughs> but uh, yeah, they um, they will, I guess, tout that on their menu that mm. these are locally sourced ingredients yeah. and, you know, they're coming from, they're supporting our community and things like that. So yeah. Is, is there a specific, like, um, I guess a, a business that you have done any kind of advertising with that you, you know, that gets your stuff out there or are you just doing it yourselves? Like everything is through yourself. We tried, we tried to like different avenues of advertising. Mm-hmm. Um, we tried a, a firm for a little while when we were opening our second store. We're like, well, let's partner with somebody who can really boost our, you know, view mm-hmm. of getting the store, this new store's opening. And um, it didn't feel like it was worth the money that we were spending. It was very expensive. Mm-hmm. We've done a commercial before. Yeah. Um, and that was very expensive. But then you also can't, I wasn't able to really target which specific people, you know, they, they, you have your certain time slots that you're on. Yeah. Uh, but in the same sense, is it getting out to people? Are people coming in because of the commercial or because yeah. they drove by? So then we were trying to survey people in the shop to see if things were working. Yeah. We just felt like what we were spending wasn't fully tangible. Like we couldn't yeah. really put our finger on if Is this working? We're spending a lot of money on this. So we really believe that with advertising, especially with food, Part of it is tasting it. Yeah. You can tell somebody, oh, this is wonderful. And then they have, and they're like, "Mm, it wasn't as wonderful as I thought it was going to be, or vice versa, right? Like, oh, that place is horrible. And then you happen to have one, you're like, wow, this is great. Um, So we really believe that tasting is important. So a lot of the advertising that we started with was just free cupcake cards. We Mm -hmm. would go to charitable events if they would have us. You know, that's where you provide the service and the the food for, and then it raises money for somebody else, but it gets your name out there. People are able to taste your stuff and go, where are you at? Where is this? Mm. So we found a lot of early exposure. We tried those other things, but we felt like the best thing was having these events to go to so people could taste our stuff and then also giving out free cards. Yeah. That's, that's like we, we joke about Lynn because she loves to see everybody and like pass out the free cupcake cards. Yeah. 
and there's no purchase necessary. You just come in with that card and you can get a free cupcake or cookie. Just try us out. Yeah. See yeah. if you like us. Um, so yeah, we, we've, we felt like that's been the most beneficial for us in the advertising. We still do things with like, um, Cumulus radio station. Hmm. Um, we do a, We have a deal with them where they do the sweet deal of the week. Mm-hmm. So, um, We'll sell like a, that's really the only kind of coupon thing that we do, other than the free cupcakes and yeah. cookies. Do you know like how much? I guess one of these cost you. Like, are, do you have that kind of detailed? Um, I guess analytics of your company, and are, do you factor that into what you are able to give away for free? That is a very good question. Um, I know like typically what we sell something for at a wholesale cost, mm-hmm. but not the actual cost. Now, Bill would know that. Oh, okay. Bill would know that, the yeah. actual cost. Um, but I spoke with him and we created a budget mm-hmm. for our donations. Oh, so we have okay. a budget, you know, and we would give away every month. Now, this was before everything with Corona. Oh, yeah. 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 But that changes uh, your budget. <laughs> oh, that changed a lot. Every, so many things have changed. Yeah. But, um, so we would give away $1,000 a month just in either products or gift certificates okay. for auctions or whatever. That didn't in- incorporate in the events that we would attend where we would pay somebody or pay a couple people to pass out goodies. And then we would bring dozens and dozens of mini, usually mini cupcakes are the best thing to pass out. Okay. They're people, easily shareable. Yeah, yeah. And people will eat a mini over a full size cupcake any day. I got you. Yeah. Okay. So, and cookies are real good to bring too. Cause they, oh, I just grab a cookie. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I think, I think if companies can definitely understand like what they're able to give to other people, mm-hmm. like literally give, not sell, then uh, that makes a huge difference. Like mm-hmm. just by y'all doing those donations of the food that isn't at your standard, it's it's just getting that sample in people's hands. Yeah. Like just letting people have a physical example of mm-hmm. what of what you're doing. And I, I think that speaks volumes to the company and, and it helps out a lot. Yeah. Um, that's, and that's that advertisement. It's, right. It's you're paying for advertisement, but it's already in your budget. <laughs> you know exactly. I mean? it's, it's that's kind of how we were like, okay, well we're able, we're not really doing as much with advertising. Yeah. We're able to give, give more in this, in that area. And that is like advertising. Yeah. So, um, is there a, is there a certain, thing that you wish that you were doing that you haven't done yet as far as flavors? One thing that's been on our plate recently is doing a Funfetti cupcake. Funfetti cupcake. So did you have any of our cookies when you were there? I did not. Okay. Well, we'll have to get you some cookies then. But the gooey (laughs) cookies are our best sellers. Okay. We're originally from St. Louis and gooey butter cake is huge there, which we do have gooey butter cake. But we brought in the cookie recipe that we have from the cookbook, and that took off like wildfire. Okay. So those are our best-selling cookies, the gooey butter. It's a cake-like cookie. It's real dense, um, but it's soft in the center. And then okay. it has a powdered sugar shell. We roll it in powdered sugar, and then we put it in the oven. So it's got that sweetness <laughs> around it. It's soft in the middle. It's cakey on the outside. Oh, my goodness. It's really good. So Jesus. we have butter. We have gooey chocolate, gooey strawberry, and we also have gooey funfetti, and that's been a really big hit hmm. with the kids. So then we came out with a six-inch cake that has vanilla frosting that's tinted blue and then sprinkles in the batter. And that's been a great seller. 
especially for people who want like a boy's birthday cake and that's something we have available in the store we can ride on it right there um so then we're like well maybe we should do a funfetti cupcake but we don't have any room in the case we don't have any room in our freezers Mm. because we have so much stuff already so it's kind of like what what do we have to take out to bring in and not make anybody mad which is not going to happen have you well do you cycle things though we used to do um, lemon on a like a seasonal basis. Yeah. But people were like, you need to have lemon all year round. And we heard it so much that we're like, all right, fine. We'll have lemon all year, <laughs> year round. And they're happy because it still is a good seller. Yeah. So that's something we have all the time now. Um, the only seasonal thing we have now is pumpkin. Oh, yeah. Wish, For the fall. Oh, I wish that sold better than it did. It's so good. Yeah. Pumpkin cake. Like, I will choose that over pumpkin pie any day. Pumpkin oh. cheesecake. Oh, yeah. We have that, oh, too. Oh, God. <laughs> so good. Oh, That's man. A good one. Yeah, that one's delicious. But pumpkin is also kind of like peanut butter and mm. coconut and mint. Mm. I would say pe- those three and then pe- and pumpkin, you either love it or you hate it. Yeah, yeah. So there's so many adverse reactions when we bring up, you know, like, oh, you want to try the Memphis cream? Or they ask what's in the... That's our only cupcake that really has kind of a funny name. Mm-hmm. Um, everything else is straightforward. This is a strawberry cupcake. Yeah. This is a coconut. Memphis cream is a combination of several flavors. It's banana walnut cake, peanut butter frosting, and then chocolate ganache drizzled on the top. Or if you get mm. the cake, they pour the ganache and it drips over the sides. Interesting. But it's banana, peanut butter, and chocolate. We just can't call it the Elvis. Ah, trademark, right? I get so it. the other thing is, is we actually started it similar to a Boston cream pie, mm-hmm. where it was peanut butter pastry cream, which has to be refrigerated. It's a little different than frosting. Yeah. Frosting can sit out at room temperature. But um, so we started it as a, Mem- we called it Memphis cream mm-hmm. with a peanut butter pastry cream. And then we just changed that to peanut butter frosting and came up. Yeah. So that's where Memphis cream came from. Why did I bring that up? I have no idea. I was just asking about cycling things. Oh, and cycling. Were, yeah, and okay. going through different ones. Yeah. And uh, I wish that one, I was saying pumpkin, I wish that sold as well as it did. Memphis cream is kind of the same way. It's so good. But it's in that, I love peanut butter or I hate peanut butter. Yeah, yeah. Kind of avenue. So, so is that also, um, so you said the, the Memphis instead of the Elvis. Is yeah. that something that you've run into uh, occasionally with naming things. Yeah, I mean, you said everything's pretty much straightforward, like yeah. strawberry, strawberry lemonade, you know, yeah. specific names. Have you thought about naming things, uh, specific names in the years? Like, never mind. Let's just, let's just keep it straightforward. I think we've always just kept it straightforward. It's okay. kind of the, you know, there's, there's been other bakeries who have really cute names for things, Yeah. but then they have to explain yeah, yeah. every single cupcake, <laughs> like just to make sure what is this one? What is this one? What is this one? Like, here it is. This is a strawberry cupcake. I, bet, I, can, you, I bet you still get people who ask. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And there are certain things that you definitely want to tell them. For example, the banana cake has nuts in it. It yeah. has chopped walnuts. The carrot cake has chopped walnuts and chopped raisins. Mm-hmm. You've got to make sure people know that because there's those little intricacies and little aversions that yeah. people don't like. Like, oh, no, I don't, I don't want any raisins. <laughs> So like our um, oatmeal raisin cookie is so good. Mm. It, has, it has coconut in it. Okay. It's one of those things. People are like, oh, coconut. Mm. But I think it's more the chewiness of the texture of coconut that people mm-hmm. don't like. Um, because it's strong enough to taste. Yeah. I mean, you, it's 
it goes well with everything else, with the Vietnamese cinnamon and the raisins and just the buttery goodness of that cookie. Mm. It's good. It just adds, it works together. Yeah, yeah. It kind of adds to the texture of the chewiness of it. But it's not like raw coconut. Yeah, yeah. Like how that feels in your mouth. Okay. And I think that's where people don't like it. Yeah. So here's one, one time, um, one of our early wedding shows, we were bringing more than one flavor of cake. Now we just bring strawberry because it's the best seller. Everybody <laughs> loves strawberry, so we cut strawberry cake at, yeah. at wedding shows. But one time we made a coconut cake without the raw coconut. Just And what we'll do is we'll take a vanilla cake and then we make a coconut cream that after the layer is baked, we pour that into the layer. So okay. then it's infused with that coconut cream and it's also moist. Yeah, yeah. And then we layer and put the frosting in between and the raw on the outside. Well, this one we did no raw, no mm. raw coconut whatsoever, just the flavor. And we took it to the wedding show and people were like, hmm, what is this? <laughs> we're like, well, this is coconut cake. They're like, yeah. I don't like coconut cake. Like, oh, I bet you do. It's I just, it's the do. texture, not the flavor. Yeah. So hmm. that was a little experiment we did one time. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I like trying different things. I, I tend to go toward, Anything that's cheesecake. Mm. I love vanilla, everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not a huge chocolate fan. I will eat chocolate, mm-hmm. but you know, when things are like our triple chocolate chunk, like I'm not yeah. a huge fan of that. Yeah. Um, strawberry is good, but yeah, I, I tend to I tend to go with the same things that I feel like mesh together. Mm-hmm. Like if I if I can take something vanilla and oh, have you ever been to Sheridan's? Love Sheridan's. Okay. So at Sheridan's, they've got all these great items that you can pick from. Uh So I'm just like, I know I like that. And I think that will go with that. So let me get those two things. Okay. (laughs) So that's kind of how I pick my, you know, if I went to your your shop Mm -hmm. and looked at everything that's there, I'm like, okay, I know I like that. And I think that will go with that. So I think that's going to be a good item. Let's, yeah, let's try that one. <laughs> yeah, that's my, that would be my deductive reasoning when I come into your shop. Mm-hmm. That's how I would pick what I would want to order. Okay. Yeah. What, what did you order the last time? You said strawberry lemonade was... I actually didn't get anything. Oh, okay. Yeah, because um, we had... I think we had actually just ate. Really? <laughs> yeah. Like, and then oh. Rachel just felt like getting something from there. So I was like, okay. But yeah, we actually just came in just to talk to Wow, thanks. Just, yeah, just to bring you on the podcast. Okay. Appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. So let me try these actually right now. Okay. Now, I did take those. You should try that. Okay. Um, I did take this from my home, and they may still be a, do they feel a little cool, I'm asking? Yes, they do. Okay. So we always suggest that everything's served at room temperature, but I still, I'll be honest with you, I've eaten them frozen, and they're still delicious. Sorry. This is so good. Right? Thank you. So can you see a little bit of darkness? Yeah. Yeah, that's the strawberry puree. You've got the strawberry in the middle. Right. So we'll do that in the cupcake. We just put a little hole and we'll put the strawberry puree right there Mm. and then put the frosting on top. Okay. Slice the cake, you're getting that whole layer of puree. And we try to tell people, like, guys, we have it this way for a reason. Like, don't. People want to do a custom cake where there's strawberry cake and then lemon frosting or some different stuff. And we're like, it's really best. The strawberry really comes through when you have all three components. Yeah. So you that do what you want to do. That was fantastic. I'm glad you liked it. Wow. Um, now, what kind of cookie is this? Is this so, so, yeah, I love 
certain little Debbie things. Oh. But what my wife wanted to do was start making those things. She has yet to make me a honey bun, but. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, good. she made her, her own um, buttercream icing and mm. then um, like some oatmeal cookies and. No raisins? Are you are you not a raisin fan? I, I like the raisins. She mm. just I, she just didn't put any in there. Mm. But she has started using like prunes, I guess, mm. instead of raisins, and they that's mm. been pretty good. Mm. But because yeah, because the prunes have a lot more like a sweeter taste to them, mm-hmm. and so it adds. You don't need to add as much sugar. And we, I can't tell you the last time or if we've ever bought sugar. Really? <laughs> yeah, we always have. We'll have. If we want to make something like that, we'll have like powdered sugar, mm-hmm. but which I think she put powdered sugar in okay. the, for the cream. But okay. we always use monk fruit. You know what monk fruit is? Monk fruit, yeah. Yeah, so we use monk fruit because it's um, it's like a natural sweetener. It's not you know granulated sugar. Yeah. So we that's basically like our healthy. Would she put butter in that instead mm-hmm. of um, what did she use last time? Coconut oil. Okay. Yeah, but. Um, yeah, we tried it. We were trying to make some like healthy alternatives to, you know, just going and buying like little Debbie's with right. The ingredient list for that is probably like eight ingredients or something max. But if you look at the ingredient list of a little Debbie, it's you can't it's like, even pronounce half of yeah, them. Yeah, right? exactly. Right. Yeah. So that's what we were trying to do was make something that tastes great mm-hmm. and you don't feel like crap for eating it. You right. know what I mean? So yeah, right but on. that's what that is. So. Awesome. I think she did a great job with, number one, this is delicious. Yes. Like the buttercream <laughs> that's in there. She did a great job with that. The cookie, I I like raisins in mine, but that's just <laughs> me. That's just me. Everybody's different. Um, it has a nice chew and a good cinnamony flavor. What kind yeah. of cinnamon is she using? I'm not sure, honestly. Okay. Yeah. Vietnamese cinnamon. Yeah, when you mentioned that earlier, I was like, what is that? It's the best. <laughs> it really is. I know that sounds so silly, but I think I've become a... A cinnamon snob. Vietnamese cinnamon. Vietnamese mm. cinnamon. It's it, you can tell a difference. It's really good. Do you know what the like what makes it different? Is it just it's Vietnamese. All right. No, I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> no. I've just I've had, you know, the regular cinnamon for a while. And yeah. Bill and his dad they're like, Oh, Vietnamese cinnamon. And then here All we right. go. I try this. I'm like, this is really good. I can really taste it's like the flavor comes out yeah. more. I don't know. Even if it's psychological, maybe that's that's advertisement right there. Like <laughs> Vietnamese cinnamon, people are gonna be like, "Oh, what's that?" Then they're just gonna buy it just because, just to try it out. Yeah, hopefully. That, I mean, as I said, even if it doesn't really make a difference, it's, yeah, it makes a difference. Yeah, <laughs> in your pockets, it makes a difference. So yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, and I like I, I can't say that I take credit for any of the baking stuff. Like I look at my husband Bill and his background and everything that he does is really, he knows what he's doing. He's been involved in the business for a while. For me, I feel like I'm more of that front of the house person, Mm. being able to talk to people, making sure that we're providing the right experience, which it's hard because we get so busy. Yeah, yeah. We've been more busy now than we have before all the corona stuff started. And I've had to pretty much do a 180 with my staff. Yeah. I've got a lot of new staff right now mm. at both stores. I was about to ask, has the have you dwindled your staff because but you said you've gotten busier, but is it because staff has shrank or is it because you're just getting busier? I think well, based on sales, we are definitely busier okay. Okay. than before. So 
by probably a, at least a thousand dollars per day just at one location, mm. more than we were before. Okay, and that's every single day. For example, Man. like you know, if our net was for at one store was thirty five, mm. it's now more in the forty twos. Wow. So I wouldn't say quite a thousand, but yeah, I, did. Yeah. I did, but I take that back. Yeah. But you know, weekends where you know a busy day would be four, now it's six, mm. which is line out the door busy. Do you think it's because people have the time to actually could be. think about going there? It mm. could be. It could be. Um, I still think that people are celebrating things. They want to find ways to make celebrations special, even though they mm. can't have get togethers and do all the things they want to still celebrate. Yeah. So uh, we're having people with drive-by showers and you know, different oh, yeah. thing, you know, yeah. different things that they want things individually packaged. Like I just had a request for, oh, can I have two hundred cookies individually, you know, custom made and individually packaged. Each cookie? Uh-huh. Oh my yeah. god. Yeah. <laughs> That's and crazy. I, I don't I don't think people think about the volume because you know they're coming in for their one cake. Yeah, but yeah. then, you know, if we've got you know, and, and I'll say, you know, we typically have about ten ten to twenty or no, hang on, I can tell you. I think it's around ten to twelve thousand dollars a week just in customized cakes, mm. and that's a lot of cakes. That's yeah. like, and we've got a team of people who work on those cakes. Yeah. So at the baking facility, you know, I said it was twenty five hundred square feet. Now mm. we're bigger, so now we have just a side for the baking and mixing. We have a side for finishing all of the all the cupcakes that are sold in the store, all the cakes, all the standard items. We call those standard items. Yeah, because they're sold every day. Then we have a third side, and that's all the people who do all the big custom cakes and wedding cakes and custom cookies and custom anything. Okay. So, but um, yeah, I think like a, a good week, and I'm not looking at it right now. I'm just pointing at my computer. But <laughs> yes, usually it's like around ten to twelve thousand okay. a week, um, and like wedding season will boost those sales big time. So, and that's typically. May, June, mm-hmm. October is a huge wedding month. That's actually busier now than June for weddings. That's great. Probably Memphis, just it's so hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. But things, like I said, this year, everything's been on its head. Yeah. So. Are y'all, do you like to compare yourselves to other places or do you just kind of, you know, put the blinders on and let's just, you know, let's just go. Let's just do this. Um, I think that looking at what makes you different is important mm. to see, you know, am I, am I just offering the same things as everybody else or are we different in some way? Yeah. And I think the fact that before the pandemic, we used to stay open until 9 p.m. on Fridays and Saturdays. Mm-hmm. So if, I mean, we're a dessert place. Yeah, late night sweets. Desserts. Yeah. Yes, nighttime. <laughs> so my staff didn't like that. <laughs> yeah, but now we are still open till 7, which mm. is a decent time for, you know, when you get off work, you can still come. A lot of bakeries will close like around 5 or 6. Yeah. And they're also closed on Sundays and Mondays. Yeah. And mm. I'm like, why, why, you know, so that's one thing we pride ourselves. The fact we're open every day. You can yeah. come every day and get what you need. A lot of people are like, oh yeah, you're closed on Sunday. We're like, no, no, we're not. They're like, what? <laughs> no, we're not. And so our Sunday crowd has really grown. We've had to get more staff just for Sundays, even yeah. though it's a shorter period of time. There's just people all coming after either, well, if they're going to church, mm. but coming after church or they come that last hour because they know we're getting ready to close. Mm. And so that last hour is just crazy. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, so. Do you have the same times or did you just say you 
Yeah, so Monday through Saturday is 10 to 7, and then Sundays are 11 to 4, and both locations are the same time. Okay. Same hours, I should say. Yeah, so there is somebody, I can't think of what what place I went to, but they had the same time every single day, and Mm -hmm. I was like, that is awesome. Because, so much easier. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't have to guess what time you're open. You're open at the same time every single day. Right. And that was amazing. So I was like, I wonder how many places actually do that. Because, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm sure because of staff and you have to figure out your numbers and what's Scheduling. cost effective. Yes. Yeah, but, yes, all of that. But yeah, I guess it just worked for them. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm kind of hoping right now 10 to 7 works for us. Mm-hmm. And we're still making great sales at 10 to 7. Uh, we'd have to kind of go back and look at the numbers and see if it's really beneficial to stay open till nine again. It is. It's nice that we offered that, but in the same sense, I think seven is still working. Yeah. Well, for everyone. How many cookies are you doing compared to like cakes and cupcakes? Ah, like this is why I had this. Is, this <laughs> is the real reason I have this. Okay, so I did data. You know, the time frame was November of 2019 mm-hmm. to July of this year. Okay. So a little bit, you know, about eight months. Yeah, yeah. But it gets us through that busy holiday. It got us, like, Corona, we didn't have, you know, April, we didn't have any sales. Yo. So, um, <laughs> yeah. So it's kind Yikes. of a, it balances each other out. But between both stores, like, standard cupcakes, we sold 20, I'm getting old, I guess I need to. <laughs> 24,562 strawberry cupcakes. Wow. Which is great. Like 25,000 cupcakes. cupcakes. That's just one flavor. The next highest was chocolate with like 17,000, vanilla 17,000 and change, red velvet 16,000 and change. That should be number one. Red velvet. Red velvet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's red a really, velvet. that's a popular one though. Yeah. So those are our top ones for our cupcakes, strawberry, chocolate, vanilla. So when we say that our best sellers, people think, oh, you're probably just saying that. No, it's strawberry, chocolate, vanilla. Those are our best sellers. Red velvet's popular. Popular. German chocolate is popular. Oh, yeah, German chocolate. That's my dad's favorite. And then Oreo. Oreo is oh, technically yeah. our, just our chocolate cake mm. with Oreo frosting. Okay. Little Oreo pieces on there. Gotcha. Okay. So, and then like whole cakes during that time, strawberry, 1564. Hmm. So, 1500 nine inch cakes. No, I do it like this. It's yeah. like that. Um, Chocolate was the second, and that was 936. Okay. So you can kind of see the difference of what a big, yeah, Yeah. big jump. The six-inch cakes, we sold almost 1,500, 1,434 of the smaller strawberry cakes. Okay. So, and then the next bestseller was 871. Hmm. So, um, cookies, oh, Lord. Make it bigger. Yeah, so like the gooey butter cookies, 30,000 of those cookies in that time frame. Yeah. 30,000. That's a lot of cookies. we're making a lot of stuff and that's where people, you know, oh, can't you just mix up one bowl without (laughs) nuts for me? And it's like, well, no, we're making 80 quart bowls and we're making five or six bowls. Yeah. It also is going to change the recipe. It's going to change, you know, that changes things when you, when you take or add things to the recipe. Yeah. So, um, we also do everything by weight. So we have this depositor. So we'll mix up everything in this huge, you know, 80-quart mixer. And then we have a little thing that takes it over and pours it. The hopper comes down and it lifts up and it pours the whole container into this, like, big funnel. Yeah. Um, And then there's a foot pedal. And it's set with how much batter based on the weight. Yeah. So it'll, or I guess the time frame that it 
so the person will pump the batter into the pans and mm-hmm. then weigh like every fifth one okay. just to make sure it's still in the right per, yeah. you know measurement because it will bake different if it's a little bit off. Mm. So, um, so yeah. So we have that. We have like a machine that will tort the cakes. Okay. So we, we, there's one person on one end and one on the other and you run it through and it cuts it in half. So that's what torting is. Yeah. And that there's part of your layers for your cake. So okay. most of our cakes are four layers oh, because wow. of that. So like when you're getting a nine inch cake, it's four layers and that's based on typically <laughs> it's frosting in between, except for strawberry has two layers of puree and then a layer of oh, frosting. Okay. Um, so yeah. And that's because we use that machine now there's some that we with that have nuts in it like Mm -hmm. um the memphis cream the banana the carrot all of those have like two layers for carrot three layers for banana and memphis cream because those have nuts and raisins in them so you can't tort it or the whole thing's gonna like fall apart because there's big chunks that would fall out yeah so we treat that one a little bit differently but they're still gonna be the same height Mm -hmm. so there's a different amount of batter poured into the pan there Mm -hmm. And I, once again, I get off on little tangents and then I kind of forget, like, where was I going? You're fine. But, um, so yeah, um, so yeah, that's the baking facility. We, we do things in large volumes. That's what I was trying to get at is, is, you know, we're doing so many cakes and so many batters and like big things, the frostings Mm. and we put those in tubs and we refrigerate those until we're ready to frost it on a cake or frost it for cupcakes or whatever the case may be. Has there been a push to do something that you're just like, no, we're not going to do that? Like people, the metaphors. Yeah, yeah, mm, yeah. That's just it's that is definitely more customized work. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't get a lot of the bread requests. We hear it every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think if there's really anything else that. I think the main one is metaphors. Here's another one: are modified products. Think, meaning um, for health reasons. Oh, like, okay. So doing something some, like that. Yeah. Okay. But like dairy-free, sugar-free, gluten-free, vegan, all the, mm-hmm. I don't know what they're called, the eight, the top eight allergens oh, okay. that people have. Yeah, yeah. Um, is, you know, there's a lot of people who can't either medically eat that or they're trying to lose weight and they're mm-hmm. on a certain plan where that's, they want to stick with certain ingredients. But... We don't offer all of those things. Yeah, yeah. And part we have, and part of it is just a standard that Bill and Bill and I have it too. Mm-hmm. But if it doesn't taste as good as the original, like if I can tell that this is modified in any way, yeah, then I'm probably not going to sell it on my mm. on my menu. Also, like I don't know. I feel that's kind of weird to ask a company to do that. Like if you know. It would be different if y'all had like, I don't know, maybe one or two things like that. Mm -hmm. But if you know that y'all aren't trying to do that, why would you ask? That's like going to McDonald's and be like, ooh, I really wanted this ribeye. Can y'all get me a ribeye? Like, (laughs) you know they don't do that. Right. (laughs) So don't ask. Right. And I think, and again, I think it's that whole, oh, you're, you're in the kitchen. You, you've got that mixer going, just add Splenda in there for me instead of <laughs> real sugar. It's like, well, no, that doesn't meet our standard. Yeah, yeah. So we do have a couple gluten-free items. Um, there's a gluten-free Nutella brownie, which is incredible. It's mm. so rich. Mm. Oh, my gosh. Like one square that we sell, I could eat that and just be like one-fourth of it could be 
enough for me to be satisfied. Yeah. Because it's so rich and heavy, but it's so good. <laughs> but I can't tell that that's a gluten-free item. Yeah. Same with the uh, gluten-free strawberry cheesecake. That is something that, like, we cannot tell a difference. So a lot of people get on to us about, like, well, you should have more gluten-free and vegan options. And it's like, well, we've tried some. Yeah. But they're not meeting our expectation of, I can sell this strawberry that's modified right next to this strawberry, and I'm not going to tell a difference. Yeah. Which is hard. Yeah. It's hard. And plus, it's just extra stuff. You know, you would need more room to put everything, more item menus, more stuff to prepare for. And right. that's that's a lot of cost that you might not want to take on. And so. it may not be a great seller either. True. That's the other yeah. thing. Like, you know, we've, we've done some of these other modified products, and like we took the macarons off, and those were gluten-free. Yeah. Um, but part of it was we were we were wasting because there's a lot of breakage that comes with macarons. Yeah. Um, because they're very fragile. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you've got half your product that's you can't sell to people because it's already broken before you even get it out to the public. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to be asking, you know, I love Bruno Mars, but, you know, mm-hmm. hey, Bruno, I need this country album. Can you get <laughs> Yeah. You know, I never yeah. really even thought of it in that light. That yeah. makes a lot of sense. Yeah. People are good at a certain thing for a certain reason. If you if you try to ask them to do more than what they're already good at, then it might not even be, you know, cost effective. And it, it might not turn out as great as you actually expect it to. Right. You know, y'all... And- that's actually what happened to us is we tried a gluten-free, it was for a wedding cake. It was before we were doing weddings, mm. but we were, we didn't have our retail store yet, but we had, we were doing wedding and customized cakes mm-hmm. and uh, this bride had wanted a gluten-free wedding cake and we did it and we were not happy with it. I think she was pleased with it because mm-hmm. it met what she needed, but we weren't happy with yeah. how it, how it was. <laughs> so. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's good to... It's good to know what you're good at. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of companies, I don't think they evaluate that enough, especially with you getting your your staff to try the stuff and yeah. give feedback. It's That's way more important than what I think people really understand mm-hmm. is, am I able to take on a new item, do well with it, and am I able to just take what we already have and continue to keep it? Keep, keep it selling. Mm-hmm. I used to work at a gym and, um, no, <laughs> no way. well, our, the, um, Stace Beecham, he, he owned the gym and it was a gold's gym. Mm-hmm. And he was like, the main thing that we really try to focus on is to keep the people who are here mm-hmm. to keep them coming back and renewing their memberships mm-hmm. because that's more important than trying to get a, a whole bunch of other new people because you know, a new person might come in and leave, which happened all the time. Mm-hmm. Like we would sign people up for the gym and then they would either not show up and then not renew their membership or something like that. Yeah. So if you can, can keep, even for you, like if you got people, somebody might come in, do you, do you have like a regular customer that always Yes. Comes? Yeah. Yes, so we have several. Those people are important to your business because number mm-hmm. one, you know they're going to come in. So you know that's a sale. And then number two, they're walking, talking advertisements for you right. because- Everywhere they go, if somebody mentions a sweet, they're going to be like, oh, you need to go to Frost. Right. You know? So the, those, And that's huge. Yeah. That people, that word of mouth, we feel that, you know, that really helped us. That and like having people try our stuff so they could get that word out of, oh, I went to Frost and I had this. Or I had Frost at this party and I had to ask, where did this come from? That's a huge compliment. I think that's actually... Um, how we knew about Frost was oh. Rachel at, so she's a person, was a personal trainer at um, Lifetime Fitness okay. in Collierville. And they had a Christmas party and 
what was going on is they had just like everybody brought in like something, like mm-hmm. something like a potluck. And uh, somebody had brought in some frost cupcakes. And <laughs> I can't remember what I had, but it was mm-hmm. phenomenal. Thanks. And I was like, oh my God, these cupcakes Woo! are amazing. We've got to go to this place. <laughs> And so, yeah, oh. and so we end up going, but yeah. So it's great. See, that's, yeah. that's it right there. Exactly. That's Just wonderful. somebody who, you know, decided to share, you know, what, what your company is doing and mm-hmm. that speaks volumes and it just helps, especially like, you know, as you said, you like to give away the cupcakes because yeah. you can easily, if you bring this to a party, everybody can just grab one. Yeah. So, they don't feel as guilty about it because it's a smaller one, you yeah. know, a big one. They're like, oh no, I have to sit and, or yeah. you have to get a fork or, you know, be messy. This you can... Yeah. There you go. So. Even as a cake, you know, a cake, you gotta mm-hmm. you gotta cut it up, and you're like, oh, how big do yeah. I cut this slice? Right. <laughs> just a little sliver. Yeah. Yeah. So when we when people come into our shop to get a slice of cake, which we offer that because it's a different format, it's all gonna be the same batter, same frosting, but you get all that frosting on the sides mm. and all the layers in between. But that is one tenth of a cake. So it is a huge piece. Like we yeah. quote those cakes as having 20 servings. So technically that's two servings <laughs> in one slice. Wow. So, but um, yeah, you get your money. I think you get your money's worth. Yeah, absolutely. Slice. You know, you were talking about, um, you know, word of mouth and going somewhere and having a cake. And, you know, unfortunately we, we there's people who we don't please, mm-hmm. you know, just to... Be honest, you can't please everybody all the time. Sure How do you, you change that? Like, do you do you value people who are upset? Like, well, do, you, yes. do you like, hey, come in, let's talk about it or something? Like, you know, do you reach out? It's feedback. Okay. You know, um, for me, if a person can be kind about it and be like, well, this was my experience, you know, and they come to you first. Mm-hmm. That's another thing. Like, don't go to social media first. <laughs> yeah, go right. Go to the store. Go right? to the manager Go, you know, speak to whomever you go on the website and find the customer service person mm-hmm. and reach out to them and say, hey, listen, I really like your stuff. I didn't have this experience. This was, and be factual about it. Yeah. We find that a lot of people, so they can get what they want, they pile on like this and this. And uh. it's a very exaggerated story. And it's like, okay, we, we're going to take <laughs> care of you and we appreciate you giving us feedback. But and, and I'm trying to teach my managers like how to take the emotion mm. because it can be very personal when people are yelling and cussing at you yeah, yeah. about their cake. You're like, it's, it's, it's just a cake. cake. <laughs> it's a cake. We will take care of you. But yeah. um, you know, we we believe that uh, we try to give everyone the right information on the front end. Like, make sure you serve this at room temperature. Mm. Make sure you cut it with a sharp knife. I cut this and it was dry. There were crumbs everywhere. And they bring us the cake. You take the fork and all the crumbs are sticking mm. to that. That to me is like, okay, you didn't cut that with a sharp knife. So because if the crumbs are moist and stick, then it's not a dry cake, mm-hmm. right? So, um, you know, there's... My thing is, is I appreciate your feedback. If there's a way for us to be better, mm-hmm. whether that's making sure you know to, to cut it with a sharp knife, for us to say that, how are you, what time are you serving this cake? Um, when you, okay, if you're not serving it tomorrow, put it in the refrigerator tonight, giving them the information they need so they can serve it mm-hmm. at the best quality. Or if something's wrong and, and it really is not good, there's, there's something there, it's dry. Um, we look at the batch number. 
we document it. We and then that's me being a teacher. I think I document everything <laughs> I can. Good. That's good. But then you know, like, is this person continually getting the same thing and complaining about the same thing? Yeah. Or, you know, how was it resolved? You can see past experience of, okay, well, she just needed another cake. So we gave her another cake and then we added some points on there. So she would the thing is is how can I how can I earn your business back? Yeah. So we have a point system with, um, they're called reward points. And it's so, we did it for two reasons. One is, you know, we give discounts for military, police, fire, EMT, mm-hmm. because that's personal to our family. Yeah. You know, my father was a veteran. My father-in-law is a veteran. Uh, we appreciate all first responders. So we give them a good 35% off discount. Mm. Teachers, I'm a former teacher. We know, you know, the things you go, so they get a 20% discount. And then we have people who are like, but I'm a this, and I'm a this, and I'm a this. Where's my discount? Mm. Like, okay, we'll give you your discount. Here's your <laughs> reward points. Come shop with us. Yeah, yeah. The more you spend, you know, you get every dollar you spend is a point. Yeah. Every 50 points or $50 is $2 off, mm. which I think is a pretty good discount. Yeah. So, um, it's better than nothing. Right. Yeah. And that's where, and here's the other thing. We don't send junky emails and texts and email blasts and all that stuff. Mm. Part of it is so we can track your order for what you're ordering. Mm. So we can go under your name and we can see the things that you've purchased. Yeah. And how many times you've come in and blah, blah, blah. So it gives us that record that if we need to come back to that person, we've got their name and their phone number. Got you. But it's not to send junk. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing is we're, we're not using it for that reason. We could. Mm-hmm. Might be a good, a smart thing. I know. Yeah, I probably should. Do. But in the same sense, right now, I'm just looking at like, I just want to get a record of our returning customers. It shows us how many people are returning mm-hmm. customers versus new customers. And so we offer that at, at every purchase. We should be saying, are you part of our rewards program? Okay. And if not, we get you signed up with a name and a phone number if they want it. So if your business is a race, where are you at? Are you are you hitting your stride? Are you just trying to keep your pace? Where are you a, at? I've never heard that question before. <laughs> I like that. Um, so I would say that we're <coughs> kicking butt and taking names. I yep. mean, I, I really feel that we have something different to offer than some of the other places here in town. Um when we started, we actually started with making cake first mm-hmm. before we designed the outside of the cake. Whereas okay. a lot of people in this business, they get into the business because they like to decorate. Yeah. We think the inside should be just as good or better than the outside look of it. Yeah. Well, that's usually um, like like that fondant. Like yeah, That's more about, you know, the, the decorative. Right, right. Yeah. And, you know, there's, there's people who offer cupcakes that have more froofy decorations and pe- like we're like this is our cupcake it's really tasty <laughs> it's good it's not super jazzy yeah but it's it's a good cupcake yeah like that that's it's just a cupcake a phenomenal but cupcake it, i hope you liked it yeah. so um so taste is just as important whereas a lot of people in this business that's not important the outside look of it is more important mm-hmm. and um with our business, I would say we're, and, and I don't, I feel like I'm tooting my horn here, but I feel like we're in the front, I'm one of, of no, the front no. runners yeah. uh, because we have a good quality product. Yeah. 
So, and again, part of that service thing, I'm working on making sure all my new people are on board and doing the right thing. Cause I've always said, I want to be the Chick-fil-A of bakeries. Yeah. I want to, I want to have a good service aspect to that. Um, and I was so, going to yeah. speak on that earlier when you were talking about having that, that great service. And that's what everybody knows. That's what separates Chick-fil-A from every other fast mm-hmm. food restaurant. And yeah. have you seen the Chick-fil-A that's down here? The new uh, one? Yeah. I, I was like, y'all literally just moved, you know, 80 <laughs> yards down. <laughs> right. Just because you knew you would get more, uh, better quality service. I was like, that is insane. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so for people who don't know, in this area, um, it's like a main strip. Uh, what's, it, what's it called? Uh, Germantown Parkway. Mm-hmm. So down Germantown Parkway, um, there was a Chick-fil-A and the to get into the Chick-fil-A was terrible. Yep. But so Chick-fil-A decided to literally move. They not only just moved, they made another building. <laughs> they and, tore down a building and restructured. <laughs> just put in a whole brand new one. And just basically moved down, I'd say maybe 80 yards uh, to their left or right, depending on which way you're looking. Yeah. More toward the road, actually, so that people could access the fast food quicker or even just the facility better. Yeah. That is customer service. Right. That's knowing your product and knowing your customers and knowing how can we get people in here easily so right. that they know. I mean, I'm sure there's people who want to go in there for their, their chicken biscuit and coffee in the morning, but they're like, that drive through ha- line. Yeah. I'd have to go around this way and that's not the way I'm going. Mm-hmm. So they decided, Ooh, if we put it here on the corner, then people could just drive in through this way. And then our fast food lane, open up the lanes more. Like too, they thought about late. all yeah. of that. Yeah. That's, that's that insane. was wise. You know, that yeah. was a really, I think that'll be a good decision for them because I think it also helped their, their drive throughs crazy. Yes. Crazy all the yes. time. But it's still not, it looks horrible, but most of the time it moves pretty well. Mind blowing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> that actually so. happened to me and Rachel. We, um, so we just came back from Los Angeles a couple Ooh. weeks ago. And uh, <laughs> what are you doing there? So we, we're just on vacation. Oh. Her birthday was the 8th, mm-hmm. and my birthday was the 13th. Mm-hmm. So we went there on the 10th. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, Happy so. belated birthday. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So we were, we were at the airport coming back here, and we were just walking down, walking down, just trying to look for a restaurant to eat because I think we had about an hour to the next flight as soon as we landed. So we're like, yeah, let's, let's find somewhere to eat. And then. We were walking, just looking at all the restaurants that we passed by, and I saw this woman. Her daughter had Chick Fil A, and I was like, "Where'd you get the Chick Fil A?" <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, "It's at the end." I was like, "Yeah, thank you." Right on. So we so we go down there, we get some, and um, Bo, yeah, we saw the line. She was like, "Oh man, the line is long." I was like, mm-hmm. "No, no worries, <laughs> no worries, it'll go fast." Yeah, we got in line, and I think we had our food, and we were out in like probably ten minutes, and Good. it was and it was a pretty decently long line. So yeah. yeah. Right on. But yeah, to, to compare your your company to them to be the Chick Fil A of bake shops, that's that's no that's nothing to joke about. Like yeah. it's it's something legit to do, and right. that's you know if you can if other people make that comparison, they they have that that business mindset to be like, oh, they're like Chick Fil A. You know what I mean? <laughs> like it's that's a huge it, it, compliment. Yeah, yeah that's love. a great compliment. Man, that's what I strive for. Is just you know because we have to be. 
quick and fast because a lot of our transactions are people just coming in to get stuff and go. Mm -hmm. Um, And right now we don't have tables out. But before we had it, but still not a ton of people would come and sit down and enjoy treats. Here and there they would. Mm -hmm. But um, now it's just getting in line, getting your stuff, and then moving along. How can we do that and still connect with the person? Mm. You know, and be real about it. Be authentic. Um, you know, I try to say, try to find ways to connect with people. What do you like? Oh, you know, oh, I like this. Have you ever tried this one before? Or man, that's a great shirt you're wearing. If it really <laughs> is a great shirt and you really like it. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not asking people to be disingenuous or, yeah, yeah. but, um, so yeah, just finding that way within that quick transaction to make it more than just about what you're putting in your box. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, I was going to tell you about the box. I was just about to say. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So when Bill, and remember, I wasn't really part of a lot of the decision making when Frost was being built Mm -hmm. the first time around. I had a little more say the second time around. (laughs) But um, with the first one, um, you know, I was a former music teacher. My favorite color is green. And if you notice, all the colors are bright and happy. Mm -hmm. That was part of it. But green is our primary color that we use on our boxes. It's on our front doors. Um, because that's my favorite color. Gotcha. And then if you look at the F in Frost, that's actually the Forte F okay. in music. Oh. we're music teacher. Okay. So, that's pretty cool. I mean, talk about, you know, Bill designing that with keeping me in mind, which I yeah. thought that was really cool. <laughs> I just have to kind of brag on that. That's like, pretty oh. cool. It's, it means something to me when I see it. I actually, um, when we first went there and I saw the F, I was like, I've seen that F before. Yeah. I, I thought it was like the Food Network F. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what is this? Yeah, that's what, what I thought it was. Like? It's 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 sim it's yeah. similar, but it's it's definitely different. But yeah. it's similar though. I actually had to Google, I was like, oh, that's what that looks like mm-hmm. though. But yeah, it's 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 a definitely a great logo. It's I love simple stuff that looks like clean cut. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it just like Nike is everything that advertises super simplistic yeah. like even their their swoosh it's, yeah. it's just a check mark but yeah. every time you see it you know that's nike right. so that's what you know you could use your f as that like anytime somebody sees that they know that's frost baker right because it's very unique we have some stickers that are just the f really yeah yeah so yeah. it's very simplistic but it's very identifying mm-hmm. and very unique so i do like that i appreciate that thanks yeah. And that's how we felt like with the whole menu items. Like, let's just keep it straightforward. Yeah. Just simple, clean. Same with when you come in. No, we did have, uh, was it Fleming's Architects? They helped us with the design of everything. Like mm. the pink benches and the, oh, okay. the wallpaper, yeah. the blue ceiling. So, you know, our, our main colors are the bright blue, the hot pink, and the green. Mm. So it's those bright, happy colors. So then you feel bright and happy and clean yeah. and presentable. Like, to me, when someone's like, is this a chain? Mm. Like, ooh, <laughs> no, but thank you <laughs> no. so much. Yeah. <laughs> because to me, that's uh, that's consistency between both places and Absolutely. a nice clean presentation that looks very professional. Yeah. So that's... They probably think that because it looks like you've, you try to set a standard. Yes. You know, if, if something's very simple, it seems like it could be replicated. So they probably mm-hmm. think, oh, this looks like it's a cookie cutter type um, setup. So right. they probably have it multiple places, but that's a, it's a compliment because it says, you know, we want our stuff to look a certain way mm-hmm. and you're not just like, you know, 
just got it all over the place. Because some, right. some mom and pop places, you can tell they're yeah. their mom and pop places. Right. So. But that's pretty cool, though. Yeah. We've talked about franchising, you know, that you know, just trying to figure out how to expand. We were going to do a third store this year. Mm-hmm. But, you know, with everything, yeah. thankfully, we didn't sign a lease anywhere yeah. before everything hit. So, um, so what do you have? East Memphis and, okay, East, East Memphis, Memphis and, and Collierville. Yeah. And we were going to do one maybe in the Wolf Chase area. That's okay. actually, we would have loved to have been where, what was it, Pizza Rev was? Okay. Right next door to Chick-fil-A. That yeah, right. Awesome, <laughs> right? So our Collierville one is actually right behind the Chick-fil-A. Okay. So we are kind of partnered with Chick-fil-A gotcha. in Collierville. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. But, uh we look there. We're, you know, still kind of looking maybe Lakeland. We're not really sure yet how the mm. Lake District is going to be. But, yeah. Um, right now, everything's kind of just on, on pause okay. for a little bit until we make sure we're a little more stable with after Corona stuff. Yeah. Which, again, we are, there's no question, which there was a question when it all hit. And we mm-hmm. were kind of like, oh, what's going to happen? You know, yeah. closed for a month. But I'll tell you what was a savior for us was... Williams Sonoma. Hmm. So we've been selling with Williams Sonoma since 2015, I think it is. So we're on their website. Yeah. We don't ship our products, but they do. Okay. So everybody was buying cakes and things from Williams Sonoma. Those orders started coming in. Wow. And that's what really kept us afloat during the time that we were closed. Yeah. Because we, we applied for the PPP loan and we got that. So people were getting paid. Mm-hmm. But then we got these huge orders coming in from Williams-Sonoma. So we were able to bring the baking facility staff back and then mm. kind of start slow and build up from there until Mother's Day. We were able to reopen after Mother's Day. Okay. Full time at that's the stores. Cool. Yeah. So, but Williams-Sonoma... We have, we have people who wanted to like ship our cakes mm-hmm. and we've talked about, well, do we want to try franchising or do we want to try extending like a shipping, being able to ship our stuff? Yeah. Part of it is, is people in those areas don't know who we are. Yeah. So how, unless they've had us through Williams-Sonoma. Yeah. So it's hard to be able to promote outside of the Memphis area right now, except through Williams-Sonoma, which is a wonderful name to be partnered with mm-hmm. and... They take care of all the shipping. They're just like a wholesale customer. We deliver everything they want to order, and then they take care of shipping it where they want to. Oh, okay. The, all the orders, we don't have to deal with any of that. Yeah. Just give them the product that they purchase. So. Yeah, if y'all set up shop in a different place, I mean, it's going to be like a sink or swim type thing. And, you know, it might work out. It might be great for you. Like, oh, so me and Rachel went to um, Vancouver oh. last last year in November, I think. Mm-hmm. And... um we went to this restaurant and uh, the owner was there. Like he, he talked to us and everything. And what was it called? It was something, I think it was something biscuit. I can't remember. But um, he actually got a lot of his menu items. I want to say it was because he came to Memphis. Mm. It was either Memphis or just somewhere in the South. I can't remember. It was like Nashville or whatever. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, he was saying that, you know, he had some food down here. And he was like, I wonder if I can sell that back in Vancouver. Wow. And he, like the food items, he brought it up there and he was like, yeah, people loved it. And it's, it's not a food that's um, native to the area. Right. But it was different and people like different. Right. And so it just exploded and he's been doing pretty well up there. But yeah, that's, that's something <laughs> – 
it's hard to consider, you know, it takes, mm-hmm. it takes a lot of confidence in your, in your product, but right. you know, if, if you do it, it might work out really well. It might not, but you know, you just got to see that test. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. And part of it is, you know, like with the franchise, I think we have a lot of things, you know, set up and, and documented the way they should be for mm-hmm. your store and, you know, the processes, the training manuals, whatever. I've, you know, spent some time making sure those things are put together. Um, but if we were to go to a completely different city, we'd either have to build a baking facility in that, in that, and then train everybody at the baking facility and then be able to open up stores from there or mm-hmm. somebody would. Yeah. But that would be a huge investment. Yeah. To be able to do that just to open a store or two or three. Yeah. In that city. The other option is for us to ship. So we'd have to get into the freight line and figure out how to ship things daily to yeah. different places, which Is it refrigerated trucks or vans or yes. whatever you have? Mm-hmm. Well, that blows my mind that Sheridan does that. They deliver They do? I'm just like thought- How do you deliver <laughs> this stuff? They must have some sort of containers. They, You mean like they deliver people's orders to their homes? I guess so, because they've got a delivery van. What? Yeah. <laughs> that seems weird. I, or it's just for, for um, you know, if they have like a big order and it's like a, yeah. like they're catering. Uh-huh. So it, that might be it. But That's probably it. That's, that's mind-blowing that you're yeah. just delivering, because they only sell custard. Like, right. I, I don't think they sell anything else. I, I think, think they so. just sell custard. Yeah. So that's that's mind blowing because that stuff, like when you go there, it's it already starts melting within, I don't know, maybe a five minutes, ten minutes, or something like that. Yeah. So you have to eat it pretty quick. So I wonder if they have it like super deep freeze. Like I guess so. It has to be. Yeah. So. Hmm. Well, what is what's next? Other than you know, not you know, you talked about doing your, um, maybe open up another spot, but yeah. do you have anything that you are able to talk about? <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, really we're, we're kind of at a, at a weird, weird time right now, just yeah. because we really were ready to go with a third store. Like that was the route we were going to do. And now we're not yeah. at the moment, but we still are considering that. But mm-hmm. again, right now we're just kind of holding off, waiting to see. We definitely want to grow the business. Um, Bill Sr. sees it as doing the franchising and getting us out to have more frosts. And, yeah. Um, but again, looking at it logistically, we'd have to make sure that we want to be consistent, mm-hmm. that things stay the right way. So it's either us continuing to make those things yeah. or replanting somewhere another baking facility. So I don't know. That's... That's really all I have for right now. Okay. <laughs> Hopefully a third store. That's really the next thing that's within sight. Mm. So I just can't say when. Because <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Well, it was great having you on. Uh, learned a lot about the bake shop and a lot about how y'all do business. And hopefully, you know, whoever's watching and listening, then they will too. And be able to, you know, now they know you. You know, mm-hmm. they know how you operate. They know the work that you put into it, the care, the love that goes into everything. So maybe they'll appreciate it more. And as I said, that's that's why I really hope to get out of this podcast doing it with business mm-hmm. owners is that people appreciate your work. So it makes them more inclined to actually want to come in and shop with you over, 
you know, a Krispy Kreme or yeah. any other place that's like franchise. It's like, hey, I know these people. Like yeah. they're good people. So I know they're gonna take care of me if I go in there. If I know if I have a bad experience, they're gonna try and make it right. So, right. Yeah. That's the thing. Like I said, the whole feedback is important. we we want you to come back as a guest. If it didn't work out that time, we will do whatever we can to make it right. That's kind of our that's what I tell my managers is like ask them what can I do to make this right? Yeah. So awesome. Well, do you have anything to tell everybody or anything? Um, well, I guess the first thing I want to say is thank you for inviting me. It's, no doubt. It's very, uh, that makes me feel good that you came <laughs> in to just invite me in to speak with you. So I appreciate it. I'm sorry for pushing you off a little bit, just trying to no. get everything staffing situated, which yeah, yeah. I'm on the right track now. But um, the other thing I did want to say is that people look at business owners as not being involved. And if there's anybody who isn't, it's not like I'm just sitting back in my chair making decisions here and there. (laughs) I mean, I'm immersed and involved in the stores and that's important to me because you can't, you can't be out of the loop of what's going on in your own place and just sit back and, you know, delegate from afar. You have to be involved. Um, But when it comes to that, you got to have great people. And I really, the, the team over in Bartlett, you can't do things by yourself. So I just want to say a big shout out to all of our bakers, all of our production people, our decorators. I mean, they're the people here, the Memphi- Memphians that bring this stuff to life. And then the people who work in our shops, who deal with hundreds of people every week with a smile underneath their mask. <laughs> So um, I say, remember smiling eyes, guys. We can smile with our <laughs> eyes. Uh, but, uh, you know, all those people, we can't do it without them. So I just thank them for all their hard work and sticking through hard times and really supporting Frost and for everybody else who helps us with sales, you know, like coming in and supporting us with their sales and enjoying some treats. Awesome. All right. <laughs> well, Thank you all for tuning in to America's podcast and uh, see you next time. Wow. Who knew that someone in this area put that much attention to detail into their bake shop just to make sure their customers get exactly what they deserve. Frost is absolutely one of our favorite places to go for baked goods and you should definitely shop there next time you're out with some friends or need an event catered. Speaking with Christy definitely has given us a reason to return there for our sweet fix anytime we get a chance. Thank you for tuning into the podcast. I hope you learned a lot from this episode. Take a peek at our YouTube channel to see us live and in action. Until next time, let's keep it rolling.